there's a growing chorus of voices urging the Papua New Guinea government to abandon a proposed new media law. The proposal was announced out of the blue last month with a very short window for consultations, which was extended after complaints from local and regional media, academia and democracy advocates. Kuroi Hawkins spoke with one of these voices, Dr Amanda Watson, a research fellow at the Department of Pacific Affairs at Australian National University, who points out the government's failure to identify a clear issue or problem that justifies the creation of such a policy. First of all, I'd like to say that it took me and others by surprise that there was a media policy emerging from the government of Papua New Guinea because as far as I was aware, there was no prior indication that they were working on this. Uh, And Papua New Guinea has always had quite a good media freedom, really. I mean, a fragile media freedom perhaps we could say, but freedom of the media is protected in the constitution of Papua New Guinea and Papua New Guinea rates reasonably well in the latest Reporters Without Borders uh, index. It's just outside the top third of countries. So that means it has relative freedom of the media compared to other countries and to date at least. So what's happened is that the Papua New Guinea government put out a press release on the 6th of February announcing a draft media policy and the initial consultation period was just 11 days long, which was very worrying. So that was the first part of the process was that those of us who were concerned about that were saying this is too short a consultation period and so on. So that was the initial thing that happened. Then the Minister for Information and Communication Technology, the Honourable Timothy Masiu, granted a week's extension. What I've noticed too, which is interesting, is that currently the submission form is still open on the Department of Information and Communication Technology website. So anyone can go to ict.gov.pg and submit their responses to the draft policy, which is really great. And the you've have you had a look at this, and uh, what are some of the measures in it that are concerning for you? To be clear, the draft policy that I responded to and read and made a submission about was version one. The department has in very quick succession come out with version two and version two point one. Yesterday, the department held a workshop. So on the 2nd of March, the department held a workshop at which they uh, discussed the draft policy in detail. What the Department of Information and Communication Technology said in the workshop on the 2nd of March is that they're going to create a third version, a third draft, and then they'll ask for responses to that third draft. However, I might just mention that a number of bodies are urging strongly for the whole process to be disbanded. And I certainly would take the view that there's no need for a policy. There's no problem that's been identified that needs to be addressed. Uh, And indeed, it's the preference of various entities who presented in the workshop yesterday and others who spoke, but including Transparency International, Papua New Guinea, the Media Council of Papua New Guinea, the United Nations Resident Coordinator, and I would certainly agree with them. And there were other voices too saying we should not have a policy. Uh, So we're hoping that one possible outcome will be, rather than version three and four and five, that we actually uh, reach a point where there can be a agreement that there's no need for a 
media policy in Papua New Guinea? Um, I've uh, I spoke earlier to um, Professor Shalendra Singh at the University of the South Pacific, and he was alluding to sort of comparing Fiji's situation with its media act, and then also looking at the effect across the region of governments, especially through COVID, being a lot more critical of their own media. What What are your comments on that? So Papua New Guinea has always had relative media freedom. But yes, the Fiji case did come up quite a bit in the discussion yesterday uh, at the workshop. So at the workshop in Port Moresby, the case of Fiji was mentioned another to- a number of times. It's quite interesting to see that the Fijian media sector has been working in a suppressive environment since their media decree was introduced in 2010. But since the election late last year in Fiji, the new government has announced a review of that exact decree, whereas now the Papua New Guinea government seems to be considering something along those lines, different but generally similar in that there are concerns about what it would mean for media freedom. So it's quite interesting how uh, Fiji, one Pacific nation, seems to be going in a positive direction in terms of reviewing a suppressive media act, whereas another country is talking about introducing one. So it seems like different countries are perhaps going in different directions. Let's say if PNG does decide it wants to go ahead with this, what would be the considerations that that you would advocate to be in such a policy? The first draft of the policy was quite broad and covered a number of things. So it's a bit hard to say um, what might possibly happen if they go ahead with a media policy. Uh, I still think the best scenario I think the best scenario is if the government drops the policy, that would fit in with the common practices in democracies and I think it would be best for Papua New Guinea's democracy. There's no need for a media policy in Papua New Guinea. There's no clear reason why it's needed. There's no statement of a problem it's addressing. Uh, If there was to be a new media policy in Papua New Guinea, I would be concerned about a few aspects, in particular the licensing of journalists and threats to remove those licenses. That is one of the main concerns. In the first draft of the policy, there was also mention of defunding of the National Broadcasting Corporation and an expectation that the NBC would generate its own funds and become self-sustaining. That wasn't mentioned much in the workshop, full-day workshop in Port Moresby, so I'm not sure if they're looking to remove that from subsequent versions of the policy. But certainly a lot of people have expressed concern about this licensing of journalists, and that would be one of the things that I would have a great lot of concern about if the Papua New Guinea government does look to move forward with a media policy.